0: My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl, God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that Girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Friends, thank you so much for coming back to another podcast episode. I'm super excited to have you all back here. And I know the recent episode was a lot about finances, but I want to take a different approach on today's episode and talk more about some Christian words of encouragement and Christian Bible verses that I like to tell myself when I'm feeling kind of down, when I don't have a lot of self-confidence, and when I'm feeling a little bit insecure about myself. Now, I think a lot of people do have these times when they're not feeling the best about themselves, or maybe they don't believe in themselves, or maybe a lot of people don't believe in them, and they're taking that to heart. I am kind of a perfectionist, so sometimes when I'm doing things that other people don't like, or sometimes when I feel like people aren't proud of me. And I can really take a toll on my own self-confidence. Also, too, since I am a perfectionist, I never feel like I'm good enough or I'm working hard enough. And sometimes I feel guilty when I rest. So there are definitely times I don't have the most confidence. And I always want to work on searching for my self-worth in God and not what other people say about me and not about what abilities I have. My self-worth totally comes from God and I should be happy with who I am and I should love myself because God sent Jesus to the earth to die for me. He loved me so much, so I should also love myself because God did so much for me. Now, I know this is way easier said than done to just think, okay, yeah, Jesus died for me, so I should believe in myself and I should look him for self-worth. It's way easier to say that than to actually believe it. So that's why I have some key encouraging words I tell myself and key scriptures, and I want to share them with you today. However, before I do so, I just want to let you know that if you're going through hard times, you don't believe in yourself, maybe you don't like being alone, maybe you're just feeling anxious for no reason, I just want to let you know that, girl, God's got you in all of this. And there are some times where I just get on my knees and I pray to God, just asking for his presence, that I just don't feel alone, so I don't feel stressed out or worried, and sometimes I literally feel like this tingling sensation on my shoulders, like he's giving me a hug and I can't explain it, but I do feel God's presence. And it is so hard to believe in something without seeing it. It's so hard to believe that God is here around us and that he actually cares about us. But if you take that leap of faith and you just tell yourself over and over again that he loves you and he cares about you, eventually you will believe it. Sometimes you have to tell yourself that over and over again before you actually 100% believe it. But as soon as you believe it, your life will change forever and even when you do feel alone or you're worried or you don't have a lot of self-confidence, you will know that at the end of the day, Jesus is always there for you. God always believes in you no matter what you've done, what you've said, whether you've been a good person or a bad person, made good decisions, bad decisions, he loves you so much and he's always there for you. So going on that, I want to share the first thing that I tell myself that really helps lift me up and it's this. God will always pursue you and make time for you. Now, I know that some people are really time-oriented and they love when their friends are able to make time for them, when their family or their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend is able to make time for them. Some people aren't as time-oriented. But I assure you, no matter what kind of person you are, I'm sure you have felt some time in your life that maybe you've been put on the back burner. Maybe you're not a top priority on someone's list at a certain time. Maybe you don't always get attention from the person you love or care about. This happens. This happens to all of us. Sometimes people don't meet our own personal expectations we have for them. So in those times where you feel lonely or you feel like people don't really care, I just want to let you know that God will always pursue you and make time for you there is this great passage in the bible it's luke chapter 15 and it's all about the lost sheep and how much the shepherd pursued this lost sheep and even though he had 99 sheep all of his 99 sheep in i think the gates or the cattle area wherever sheep are stored and herded i'm not really sure if i'm even making sense but he had 100 sheep total and 99 of them were safe all good for the night but one was missing just one And even though the shepherd could have just kept the 99 and think, oh, it's just one sheep, like it's fine. He still went after that one sheep because he cared so much about each and every sheep. I want to share this section from Luke chapter 15. It starts in verse 4 and it states, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. And I love this section of Luke 15 because it shows us that no matter what we do no matter how lonely we feel no matter how anxious we feel Jesus will always pursue us no matter what he will always give us time he will always listen to us you could pray to him anytime you want and he will 100% of the time listen yes his response may not be what you want to hear because Jesus does speak in truth the truth through love but he will always listen to you and he is always there for you and he will never ever ever give up on you. And that gives me so much peace and comfort when I'm going through a hard time. Now the next set, the second thing that I like to remind myself when I'm also going through a hard time is that Jesus will really never forsake me. He will never leave me. So first he pursues me. But the second thing is that he will never leave me and never give up on me. There's a great verse. It's Hebrews thirteen five. And the end of this verse is one of my favorites, and that's why I'm mentioning it again, because it states, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. No matter what we do, we can never make God stop loving us. Yes, we could disappoint God. Yes, when we sin there are consequences, and it hurts God's heart, but he will love us none the less. And that is so amazing. Now, the third thing that I like to remind myself kind of goes back to the point of how much God loves me, and it's this. God gave his son up for you. He gave up his prized possession, the most perfect person in the world, for you, an imperfect sinner, a person who makes bad decisions, a person who is selfish, a person who every day, no matter how hard they try, will mess up. We all mess up. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all are selfish. We all make bad decisions and do bad things because that's who we are. We can't avoid it. Even if we try our hardest to do the right thing, we will always mess up in some way. And even though God knew this, even though when he created the world and he sent a flood to destroy the world, he still knew that humankind would mess up, but he gave us the choice to mess up. But even though we have freedom, we have the choice, and we always mess up, Jesus still dies for us. And that is so beautiful. John three sixteen, the classic verse states, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We just have to believe in Him. We can't be perfect, because we can't be perfect. It's just who we are. But we don't need to be perfect to get to heaven. That's why God sent Jesus. And that is so beautiful that Jesus took our place so that we have a pass to heaven and live with God forever. Amazing, and so when I reassure myself of this, I think, okay, even though I'm feeling kind of lonely or sad or not really feeling good about myself, I know that God loves me so much, and that's really all that matters. So the fourth thing I remind myself is that God gave me freedom to live a life of love. Now, I know this is kind of complex, so I want to break it down a little bit. First, He gave me freedom. Now, I'm not a puppet. I don't do just what God says. God has given me freedom to make a good decision or a bad decision. Even when the world was first created, God gave Adam and Eve the choice to either eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or not eat from it. God originally commanded them not to eat from it, but he still gave Adam and Eve the choice. And what did they do? They ate from it, and sin entered the world. So we have freedom to make a good choice or a bad choice, to choose God or not. And I think that is really freeing. And if God made us just wired to always make the good decision, We would be perfect and then we wouldn't need jesus but then again if we didn't have a choice we wouldn't have a true wonderful relationship with god because we would be doing what he said all the time and we wouldn't have a choice to do differently but god wanted more than that he wanted us to choose him from our own volition from our own decisions and we have the freedom for that and i think that is wonderful so anytime i make a mistake i realize that yes, Jesus died for me and my sins are covered if I repent and say, God, I'm sorry and I ask to be forgiven. But I'm also so thankful that I have the opportunity to, to have the freedom to make a bad decision or a good decision. And I think that is really loving that God does that, that we're not robots, we're not puppets, we have the freedom to do that. And going off of this idea, we have the freedom to live a life of love. We have the freedom to choose to love others and forgive others, just like we choose to love God as well. A great Bible verse that really reflects this point is 1 Peter 4.10, and it states, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So when I'm feeling down about myself and I don't have a lot of self-confidence, I realize that God gave me specific gifts so I could love others well, and that's my purpose. So when I feel like maybe I don't have a lot of direction or I don't have a lot of purpose in life, I remind myself that God actually has given me gifts and I have the freedom to use them and that could really inspire me to keep on working hard, being motivated and trying to glorify God with my life and my time. Now the fifth thing I remind myself when I am not really feeling that good or I'm kind of discouraged is this: that God wants me to always talk to Him. Now I don't have a specific Bible verse to mention here, just because on my notes I didn't have one. I know there's a bunch of different Bible verses about prayer, so you can Google them if you want, or you could flip to the back pages of your Bible and look up in the glossary or the index different pa- different Bible verses about prayer. But what I love about this is that God wants me to talk to him. He doesn't just want me to say my prayers before bed or before I have meals or when I wake up in the morning. He wants me to communicate to him every day. I don't even have to start my prayers off with dear God. I could just ask him for help or strength when I'm going through a hard time. Or when I'm enjoying a great memory and I'm having a lot of fun and I feel really happy and joyful, I could say, hey, God, thank you so much. God just wants us to talk to him and let him intercede in our day. But the first thing we have to do to do that and to feel his presence is open up our hearts and our lives to him. And sometimes it's so easy to forget God throughout the day. And then when you're going to bed at night, you think, oh, yeah, I should do Bible study or hey, I'll talk to God now. But once you start realizing, hey, I could talk to God anytime. It doesn't have to be super formal. It doesn't have to be where I close my eyes and clasp my hands and bow my head. No, I could just talk to him as I walk around as I'm in my work day, as I'm driving in the car. I could talk aloud to him if I want when I'm driving in the car. I do that sometimes when I listen to music as well. So God really just wants you to put your attention on Him and just keep Him involved in your day. And when you do this, you will feel a lot more secure. You'll feel like you have a best friend next to you and you can talk to someone anytime you want and that you really aren't alone because God truly is with you, especially when you make time to talk to Him throughout your day. Now the sixth thing I like to tell myself is that God always will give me another chance, no matter what. Even though I may make a mistake, And my loved ones and my friends may be mad at me maybe they won't talk to me maybe they're going to be difficult god will always give me a second chance immediately his forgiveness happens as soon as i make a mistake and i think that's beautiful and he's always there to hear me say sorry and he will always forgive me no matter what and so this also lifts me up when i make a bad decision and maybe hurt someone's feelings or do something that i know was wrong or maybe didn't make the most smart decision i know that even if people are mad at me or even if i you know hurt someone's feelings God's still there for me, and he's forgiven me, and he's there for me to talk to even if for a period of time other people won't talk to me. Because it happens in life, sometimes you make someone mad, you offend someone when you don't mean to, all of this, but God really is always there, and he forgives right away, and that really does offer me encouragement. So the seventh thing I like to remind myself is that God has given me responsibility to make my own decisions. I talked about this a little bit before, but the Bible verse that I want to reflect on in this section is Galatians 5, chapter 5, verses 22 through 25, and I want to take a different approach on this subject. And these verses are all about the fruits of the Spirit. And verse 22 states, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. And what I really love about this section is that God has given us the responsibility to follow the words he has written, to follow how we should live our life. And when I'm trying to figure out specific ways on how to live my life and what the Christian life looks like and how I could use the Bible to impact my decisions, I go back to this section in Galatians all the time because it lays it out pretty clearly for us. You know, it states joy, love, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So sometimes when I feel like I'm getting mad a lot or I feel like I'm not being that kind, I think, okay, God wants me to be loving He also wants me to have joy. He doesn't want me to be down and bring others down. He also wants me to be kind and good and faithful, but he also wants me to be gentle and make smart decisions by having self-control. He doesn't want me to overindulge all the time. He doesn't want me to go binge Netflix all the time. He doesn't want me to pursue things that don't have self-control, like getting drunk or um, sleeping around. I mean, he wants me to live a good life with all of these great qualities. And when I read these, I think, okay, I'm looking at how God wants me to live, so how will I let this impact my decisions? Will the decision I make grow fruits of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Or will this decision cause me to fall away from God and not go down the path he wants me to go down? And the second section of this passage in Galatians states, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. God has given us the freedom to choose to stay in step with the Spirit or not. He has given us the decision to read the Bible and try to gain wisdom from it. He has given us all of this freedom. And because we have this freedom, we should use it for good, to live for God and make a difference in this world. So the eighth thing I remind myself of is that God has entrusted me with the responsibility of spreading His light. And this is also kind of a scary responsibility because sometimes I think, okay, this person over here, is not Christian. They don't know them any Christians. They I may be the only Christian they know of or even have talked to. So am I really representing Jesus well? Am I showing him or her whoever it is who Jesus actually looks like? Am I being a good representative of what Jesus would be if he was still on this earth? And we all need to be careful of the words we say, the thoughts we think and the actions that We make because someone could be watching who is thinking about following God, but they may see us and think, oh That person's a Christian. They're not that nice. They're kind of rude I don't want to be part of something like that because I don't want to be like that person So I think that it's great that even though it could be scary to be a representative of Christ God loves us enough and believes in us enough and believes in our abilities and our gifts So much that he has given us the responsibility to be a light for Christ. And there's this wonderful verse. It's Colossians 3.17. I really love it. And it honestly convicts me a lot because it just shows that whatever we say or do, we really should honor God. So it's, yes, Colossians 3.17. And it states, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever you do, whether it's what you speak, or your actions you should do it in the name of the lord and it we have to be really careful in the things we say whether it's gossip whether it's swearing whether it's just yelling at someone or using a rude tone we need to be really careful because jesus wouldn't do that same with our actions are we nice to people do we do kind things for people? Are we selfish or are we selfless? We need to really be careful in what we say and do as Christians. However, it's great that God believes in our, us enough and that gives me a lot of self-confidence knowing, hey, God has given all of us this responsibility. He has given me this responsibility. He believes in me. He wouldn't give me this responsibility and he didn't think that I could do it. You know what I mean? So he believes in me and that helps me believe in myself as well. And then number nine that I want to share with you all is God will always rescue you. And I want to go back to that 99 sheep, that story from Luke 15. Even when you've fallen away from God, you've walked away from the herd, you've walked away from the path. Maybe you, your family is Christian and um, they believe in God, they love God, but maybe you've kind of fallen off the path and maybe you've kind of disassociated yourself with your family. God will still look for you. He will see you and rejoice with open arms. He loves you so much. Or maybe you were involved in high school with a group of friends that were pretty close to God. Maybe you didn't necessarily believe in God, but you're pretty close and you're on the verge. But maybe in college you kind of drifted away and you're wanting to come back to God because you miss him and you want him with you and you want to give your life to him. It's not too late. Or maybe You have believed in God your whole life. You love God so much, but something bad happened in your life. Maybe someone close to you died or got sick, or maybe someone abandoned you or hurt your heart. And you think, wow, you know, why is God like this, who is considered so loving? Why would he make this bad thing happen? And you're bitter towards God. Well, you know what? Jesus still loves you. God still will pursue you. And if you want to come back to God, he has open arms. And I assure you that even if you're still bitter towards God, And maybe you think that he's not good, he's actually bad, he's awful, he is just, why would he let all these bad things happen? I just want to assure you that your life will have so much more comfort with God by your side because he loves you so much. And I truly think that bad things happen not because God caused it, not because God let it happen, but because sin is in the world. And since we do have the freedom to make decisions, there's also the freedom for other people. To make bad decisions. There's also the freedom for there just to be sin in the world, for cancer to be in the world, for disease. It's not because God let it happen, it's not because he caused it to happen, but he has given the world freedom to be good or bad and because of that there sadly are consequences and results of that whether someone deserved it or not. I think that obviously if a criminal does something bad they deserve to go to jail, but people don't deserve to get cancer, people don't deserve to have diseases, but God is not in control of that. We have to realize that. That's truly what I believe. I know some people have different theories about that, but that is what I believe. So when I hear people say that, oh, I'm mad at God because he let this happen, I tell them that it's not God's fault. It's just the fact that we live in a sinful world. But God is here to lift you up and to hold your hand and to give you a hug and to guide you back to fulfillment and contentment because he loves you and he wants to be with you every step of the way. So whenever I'm feeling down, I remind myself that God will always rescue me and pull me out of the hard spot in life that I'm going through. So number 10, the last thing I encourage myself is something that really is near and dear to my heart. And it's this, God wants you to live in freedom. So I know we've talked about freedom a lot in this episode, but I was talking about the freedom of decisions, the freedom that God has given us as far as living in a sinful world and having the choice. But when I'm talking about that God wants us to live in freedom, I'm saying that we have the choice to live every single day, knowing that we can look at things above even though the temporary things in life can hold us down. Colossians chapter 3 verses 2 through 3 states, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And this really helps me when I'm going through something hard because I think, okay, even though stuff on Earth is kind of crazy, it's out of my control, I don't have a lot lot of self-confidence, I'm feeling kind of lonely and scared and nervous, I'm just not having a good day. Even though Earth is not going that well, I could still set my mind on things above. And this really gives me a lot of hope because what's above is God and Jesus. And they're filled with love and grace and kindness. They will offer me contentment. They're always there for me. It's just warm and happy feelings. That's all I could think about. So even though my life right now is kind of crazy, if that's what you're going through, just know that up above, if we set our minds on earthly things and the eternal, unchanging God, we can have hope and we can have contentment because God is always the same. His love will never run out. His grace will never run out. And we could have the hope that at the end of the day, even if our life just sucks in the moment, that God still loves us, and he's still there for us, and He is a good, loving father. So number 10 is what I remind myself on a lot, and that I really need to set my heart on things above and not be so worried about the things going on in my life, because oftentimes we can't control them, we can't let them get us down, and we have to keep trying to live for God every day, even when our circumstances are... So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I hope it offered you some encouragement. I hope that you liked the Bible verses and that they were able to support you through a hard time you may be going through or if maybe you're going through a happy time, thank God and and be so grateful that you have wonderful memories. And maybe next time you feel sad or something, you can come back to this episode and listen to some encouraging Bible verses. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It means a lot to me. If you have any other questions or want to make comments or have different requests for other podcast episodes, please feel free to email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com. There's no commas or apostrophes or anything. It's just g-i-r-l-g-o-d-s-g-o-t-y-o-u at gmail.com, girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. So with that, I just want to say have a wonderful day and just know that God loves you so much that he is the one that gives you self-confidence, purpose, that he will fulfill your life and that all you have to do is talk to him and pursue him. And no matter what, he will always pursue you and forgive you. All right, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.